I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer Podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. Right now, the rage is mirrorless. Love them or hate them, they're the future, and DSLR is going to be a thing of the past. The key element that makes mirrorless cameras great is that they're smaller, more compact, and lighter because they lack the glass prism and mirror system of an SLR. As a result, one of the engineering feats they needed to get over was the short distance between the rear lens element and the sensor, also known as the flange back distance, which got dramatically shorter due to the elimination of the mirror. For answers to my technical engineering questions, I'm once again calling Dr. Rebecca Tileman of the University of California, San Diego. Hey, Dr. Tileman, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, thanks for coming back to the podcast. I brought you back today because I wanted to talk to you about flange back distance, which is the distance between the rear element of your lens and your sensor. And I'm wondering, now that it's gotten very short because of mirrorless cameras, does this create a problem for us as far as image resolution is concerned? I don't believe so. I think actually by reducing the back flange distance, you're going to see an improvement in the quality of the images that you photograph. Why is that? There's a couple of reasons why this might improve image quality of your images. One of the reasons is that you're going to be able to get more light on the sensor. So as you move it closer to the back of the aperture, what will happen is that will increase the funnel that collects the light onto the sensor. So more light means better image quality. Another reason is that by reducing the distance, you will probably reduce chromatic aberration. So chromatic aberration is that blurring of colors at the edges of your images. When we last talked, we talked about what is chromatic aberration, and that's basically whenever light passes through glass, it spreads it out into the colors that you have. Okay. Now, a good lens designer will build a lens to reduce chromatic aberration as much as possible. But what happens is the bigger the distance, the larger the spread. So a decent analogy of looking about this is, is if I'm holding a flashlight and you're standing six feet away from me, you'll see the pattern of light sitting in front of you and it will be pretty small. Whereas if you step to like maybe 12 feet away from me, it will increase in size. And that's kind of like how chromatic aberration spreads. So by bringing the sensor closer to the aperture, that will reduce or limit the amount of chromatic aberration coming through your lenses. Okay, so as you increase the flange back distance, you're actually creating more problems with chromatic aberrations. And as with the flashlight, I'm assuming just what you said, as you decrease that distance, you're actually getting more light onto the sensor. You're getting more f-stops as a result. Is that correct? That is correct. I find that most of the professional lenses on the mirrorless side of things are the same size as they were in DSLR, which is huge. My question becomes, if I'm getting more light, why are these lenses so large? When we had film cameras, which were primarily 35 millimeters, the bodies and the apertures were all hard set. There was not any variation into those distances that you had. So each manufacturer was restricted to building lenses to that particular distance from the aperture to the size of the film. So you could swap out lenses from one manufacturer to another manufacturer because they were hitting the same target. That was the same idea. 
Is that because they didn't have the 3D modeling to change that around? I mean, theoretically, they could have changed the flange back distance, right? Yes, they could have shortened the back flange distance. But one of the things, though, is technology has given us some advantages in that aspect of things. Because in order to see the image, we had these mirrored cameras so the photographer could see what the camera was seeing. And it required those mechanics. Now, we didn't, weren't able to do that until LCD screens showed up and the computer systems that control them. So by giving another approach so that the photographer could see what the camera was seeing, they were able to remove the mechanics of the mirrorless system, which allowed the reduction of that aspect of things. Now that the target is not the same for all manufacturers, each manufacturer can build their own base with its own back flange distance, whatever it chooses it to be, and it can change the sensors as well. And since each camera has a personality associated with it, as in the lens designer built a lens so that the image on the target, whether it's a film or a sensor, looks the best it possibly can. But when you change the distances from the back of the aperture, the size of the sensor and what target it is, they have to build a new lens system to give you the best image on that particular camera sensor. So you will not see a reduction in the size of the lenses because it still has to do those balancing aspects to give you the best picture that you have, but it has more challenges because it's collecting more light, it's using more of the lenses, so they might be slightly heavier to address those challenges. So that's why the camera systems haven't, they haven't gotten smaller. So this leads into my next question with regards to bringing DSLR lenses to mirrorless lenses. What's happening very often is that people are completely changing systems. So you have your Canon shooters moving to a Sony system, and that's about a $10,000 move to go from one to the other because you're getting rid of all your lenses plus all of your bodies as well. So to reduce this cost, what a lot of photographers are doing is they're buying an adapter to sit between their Canon lens and the Sony body. Or in the best case scenario, I suppose, with Nikon systems, you can bring your Nikon DSLR lenses to your Nikon mirrorless camera with a Nikon adapter. What are the problems here? There's two issues that might be associated with it. One of the positive aspects of the back flange distance is, is you're able to collect more light, less chromatic aberration, and probably some other things. By putting a spacer in your old lenses on the camera, you will not be able to take advantage of those improvements. You're basically duplicating your mirror, mirrored system with the mirrorless system. You're not going to get that aspect of things. The second issue is associated with, as I said, each camera lens and each camera has its own personality. How blurry is it? How sharp is it? Most of the modern cameras, I'm a casual photographer, and I notice that there's some software things you can turn on and off specifically, which is, do you want to turn correction for spherical aberration, which is a blurriness in the image? Now, that software is unique to the lens you're looking at. So if they don't offer an option to you as a photographer about which lens system are you using, as in, was this lens designed for a mirrored base or was it designed for a mirrorless base? You might find that you don't see an improvement in the blurriness when you put the old lenses on the new camera base. Now, if the manufacturers were forthcoming on some of these things, they would give you an option to old versus new on which lens system that you have and upload the files appropriately for that. 
Well, if they were really good, they would basically bake in those that algorithm into their new mirrorless cameras then. Well, again, it's one of those things that it has its own personality. So it would be better if the software just recognized which lens was attached to it and loaded it up appropriately. I don't know if the manufacturers themselves share that information, but that's something to think about. I think in the Nikon system, because they seem to be pushing the fact that they are making an adapter to bring your DSLR lenses to your mirrorless lenses, I'm going to hope that all that is baked into their new mirrorless bodies. However, I don't see that happening when you bring a Canon lens over to a Sony body, for sure. You no, know, the, the manufacturers, I doubt, will share that information because the lens systems are probably patented and proprietary to each of the manufacturers. Right. You will see problems swapping those out. And it will represent itself as just the images will look a little blurry. They won't look as sharp as you had anticipated for purchasing the new system. Yeah. Okay. So bottom line is short flange back distance is a positive and not a negative when it comes to mirrorless or any camera body. And again, bringing a DSLR lens over to a mirrorless system is probably not the best idea. And even if they baked in the difference, you're not getting that benefit of the shorter flange back distance. Correct. Yes. Well, that answers the questions. I really appreciate you joining me again. And uh, I'll probably call you back in a couple of weeks to ask some more questions. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. You too.